Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good day, Rushers. Welcome to the IDP podcast with me, Nate Davis, and him, Mr. Brendan Veal. Monday, I'm just recovering. I'm absolutely knackered. Been up all night watching a great week one of football. Before we get into it, I must mention our sponsors, Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They've just released the Lawn Mower 4.0, which is a great bit of kit. It's got skin-safe technology, so there's no nicks on your bits. I've got one. It's absolutely fantastic, and I'm happy to say that you can get 20% off uh, with the code 5YARD. Um, it also comes with free shipping, so get one. You honestly won't be disappointed. So back to it, and it's over to Bren to tell us how we've been and what we are covering off today. Hey, how are we doing? So, yeah, as Nate said, a bit weary, but that's probably more a reflection of our age. We used to be able to stay up all night, but we can't do it anymore. This week, uh, we're going to be covering off IDP Week 2 Preview, who to be watching, who we like, etc. We're also going to cover off the Top 5 IDP waivers to be looking at and also we're going to have a a quick review of the IDP plus leagues um see how everyone's getting on with that I suppose we better drill down straight into it um where would you like to 
start with the week two previews. I'll tell you what, what I'm going to just quickly do, I'll go straight into top five waiver wire IDP pickups. So if we do those first, yeah. just because when we get into the when we get into the games, I think then we're going to go one, we're going to go one to the other on the games, and then I know what will happen. We'll forget to bloody do the IDP um, waiver wire pickups. So I've got my top five, and I'm just going to go straight through them. Nick Bolton, linebacker, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I highlighted him in the last pod, so hopefully you listen to that. He played a ton of snap uh, last night, and he was pretty tackle heavy, and he looks a bloody good player. I think Nick's going to rack up some figure, figures going forward, and um, yeah, so get him in. Um, Zach Bourne, linebacker, New Orleans Saints, is another one that hi- I highlighted him as well in the um, it, it, when we done the Saints, when we done uh, the South, and um, he also plays a decent amount of snaps and looks a decent linebacker. Um, it's his second season. He's, he's definitely worth a, a pickup if he's on the waiver wire. Kenny Young, linebacker, LA Rams. He fantastic last night. He's another one you should look out for. We'll go into it. We'll talk about him in a, a bit, bit later on. Carlton Davis, probably somebody that everybody does know. DB, Tampa Bay. He had uh, a great game. He was a, all, he was everywhere. Um, anything that came in his vicinity, he got his. He seemed to get a hand on it um, against the Cowboys. Um, if he's on his, if, if he's on the waiver wire, I would pick him up. I'll go into especially why later on okay I'll just tell you now um, because they're playing the Falcons and they were dog shit um, but anyway um, we'll go back to that anyway. and also Deshaun Delshawn Phillips uh, linebacker New York Jets you know I'm mad on CJ Mosley well I'm turning the corner quite quickly because he didn't look anything like the player he used to be and Delshawn Phillips seemed to be the lead linebacker certainly played a decent amount of snaps and you might say took the mic roll um, all those, all those players saw decent. All those five players: Nick Bolton, Zach Bourne, Kenny Young, Carlton Davis, Doshawn Phillips, all saw decent time in the field and contributed well from a fantasy perspective in week one. And I would expect majority of those, if not all of them, to be on your waiver wire. So pick them up. So there we go. There's those. There's those top five picks. So we're going to go straight in now into the review for week two Thursday night football this pod is going out as I said earlier on a on a Friday so we're not going to do too much on the Thursday night football because when you listen to this you'll already know the result I expect we have the Giants at the Washington football team that is what it is I'm going Washington to win it even with Fitz out uh, what what are you saying Brent I'm not going to go into too much into no this. no 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 because and, and there's a very good reason we're not going to cover off the Thursday night game as Nathan and I have agreed um, we'll make a prediction and then first thing you'll hear on Friday podcast is um, what we got wrong so um, <laughs> so what's your pick there yeah yeah no same as mate um, I'm going Washington yeah I thought um, defensively too good and yeah Daniel Jones is just being Daniel Jones again based on the game yesterday so um, yeah uh, yeah definitely Washington but uh, as we said we're not going to get too bogged down in that so uh, okay. so moving on to this uh, where do you want to start early Sunday games so we'll go Patriots at the Jet they both lost uh, yesterday. Um, yes, yes, they did. Uh, yeah, they did. Um, Top of the division, stop the season now. Yeah. Sorry. I expect, I mean, 
personally, my, my view on this one is that the Patriots are going to be the team bound from from that result yesterday. That was um, it was a good game, actually. I thought it was a really good game and a tight game. And Patriots didn't play badly. No, and, and we said it was going to be you know tight last week, didn't we? So it was, yeah. For it to come down to one point and a, you know, a, a key play by Howard just to turn it over and sort of ice the game was, yeah, that it could have gone either way to be honest. Yeah, I mentioned the linebacker, the Jets linebacker to pick up. Um, there's some other players as well, Jets wise, that you should be looking at. Uh, yesterday, John Franklin Myers, uh, he's a sneaky ad this week from the Jets side. I think that, like, like I said, Deshaun, um, Deshaun Phillips is also the guy to add from the Jets side. From the Patriots side, Kyle Duggar racked up some points. He had some decent score. He had a decent score. So did Van Noy, frustratingly. He did have, yeah, yeah. We well, we said he would do. He was a good. He was a good one. To, he was a good one to pick up. Yeah, Kyle Van Noy. I think sack and you know a couple of passes defended. So yeah, I expect the same numbers as I expect the Patriots to run the run the ball first, similar to Carolina did. So I would expect the Jets to sort of rack up the same kind, rough, roughly same kind of points in the same kind of positions. Obviously, apart from the big plays, you don't really know where they're going to come from but I expect um, the same to sort of like follow suit because it's the same kind of game I think Patriots will, will definitely run the ball into the ground kind of thing and um, yeah um, I think that should be um, be enough for them to, to win that game yeah okay so we're both on the pats for that one yeah and like I said there's some sneaky ones sneaky players to pick up that you're definitely going to find majority of these on the waiver wire so um, they're definitely good plays for, for a week two after learning um, from what happened yesterday so yeah if we go straight over from that game we'll go go over to the broncos versus the jags great i was really impressed by the broncos i thought they look a good 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 side um settled side as we mentioned um last week the broncos really worked hard in preseason getting that team ready to go and it it did show for me um von miller had an absolute monster week one two two sacks three solos three tackles for a loss so if he's around pick him up uh, the the jags were dreadful and i don't really it was a bit of a surprise for quite a lot of people against the against the texans it was it was a bit of a shocker really and because of that, I see I see the Broncos easily winning that one. Rashawn Jenkins, he was one of my picks last week for the Jags secondary again because it, we were going off the fact that the Jags would actually get in front and win and win the game, thinking that you know that that Tyrod would have to come out and throw. That was he did come out and throw, but not because they were behind, because he was having a field day. Um, <laughs> but Rashawn Jenkins did stack up some points. Now. I wouldn't say he would be one of my picks for week two because Teddy looked pretty steady in there. And yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if Teddy didn't throw a pick, may not even get sacked. So yeah, if if, if it all goes to plan, I think the Broncos win it quite easily. Yeah, I I mean, if there was anything of a silver lining for the Jags yesterday, I mean, I'd I'd be looking at, if you 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 can make a case for anyone, probably Josh Allen. Um, And Edge had a a decent game. Yeah, he got a sack. Um, he was unlucky. He had a, a fumble recovery actually, which which looked legit actually, but it was unfortunately it was overturned. But yeah, he racked up seventeen and a half points. So outside of that, 
Don't know. Um, yeah. Say it's, um... Yeah. I, I go. I go off the like the basis of you know you've got to go. You got to say what you see really from that point of view. And I just think the Broncos looked good. The Jags didn't. So if you look at it from that point of view, expect the Broncos to go out and win the game. And if they if if they if they were to get in front again, as you know, our view is you you know you get in get in front and you're going to force that force the opposition to throw the ball. Teela, if, if if Trevor Lawrence has to throw it, it brings in that secondary for the. Broncos. Carl Fuller and Ronald Darby both scored well in week one um, DBs and they would be both on my radar for week two. Okay. Um, so yeah, Broncos all day for that it. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, who's next? It is Bills versus the Dolphins. Very good win for the Dolphins. Uh, tight game and they, they played it well. Defensively, very well. The Bills though, I must say, I, I think it was a battle of two Decent, decent performances from both defences, like the Bills versus Steelers. Yeah, even though the Bills lost, they, they defensively played, played very well, in my mind. The special teams won the week for the Steelers, really. That was the turning point of the game. Um, but both defences done really well. Good pressure from the um, the Bills front. I thought the linebackers covered the field really well. They didn't give they didn't give much away over the middle. They were all over Juju and, um, you know, uh, Ebron and players like that. So they didn't really... They, 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 they sort of like suffocated the Steelers, but but the Steelers done the same to the Bills, and that you know, like I said, it, unfortunately for Buffalo, that that special teams turnover then just swung swung the game, followed by a few sacks from TJ Watt, who we'll talk about in a bit, and that that's where the game's run. So for me, in this one, it's a tight tight game. I'm not too fond of these games when they're that when they are that tight, and you don't know which way it's going to throw, uh, which way it's going to go. You, you're just going to have to go off what what you think will happen. I mean, the Dolphins run defense, not particularly, I didn't think it was that good against New England. I thought it was piss poor in the opening. Well, yeah, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> but the Bills don't really have much of a run game. So, no. yeah, so that will play into the Dolphins' hands. And I, I I feel that the Dolphins will win it just because if Josh Allen does have to throw, he's throwing into that secondary, which again, come up with a big play last week. And it, it's like they just carried on from last year. And the Dolphins, yeah, I thought... <laughs> Eric Rowe had an outstanding game. He's he's one of these people that just slightly goes under the radar. He's not the sexy picker wrong around that secondary. No. And you know what? He constantly racks up some numbers and done really well yesterday. So he's yeah. he's a player that I would start. Jerome Baker was solid, very solid, very solid, very busy. Again, and on, that was mainly on that run game. The only thing is, is will, will Jerome Baker have that much of a day if the Bills can't run the ball properly? I don't know, but I'd still play him anyway. What else? Yeah, so the, the Dolphins secondary are all in play for me. Um Bills, yeah, play play all the play all the main players because I think I think the Dolphins will also run the ball heavily by committee. So but I've got the Dolphins to just win it. So Brendan, talk to her. Well, I mean you have <laughs> stolen my thunder. Um no, I mean Jerome Baker sat there in the middle of the park and and sort of, you know, really sort of, you know, just solid, dependable yesterday. A few others worth sort of, you know, worth a mention. Um Ogba, who again, you know, I I sort of tipped to to have a decent season, you know, nothing spectacular, but he was solid. So 
you know, if you've got him, then he's, he's worth a look. Um, one of the outside tips, Jevon Holland, you know, he seems to be settling into that backfield role quite nicely. Didn't, you know, didn't pull up any trees yesterday, but, you know, first game, rookie, tough game at Foxborough. Please, you, you go to Foxborough and you don't get the rub of the green. I mean, Alandon Roberts absolutely stuffed Mac Jones for a 12-yard loss. And they called it too low. And you just go, we well, that's the Belichick factor. We are sure I mean, that. You know, we can't upset Bill, can we? I thought it was a fantastic circle. But You've got, Dolph- have, you got yeah. Dolphins to yeah, win it. But from a fancy perspective, it's a little bit cagey. So, but yeah, if, if you've got sort of Miami DBs, then yeah, they'll, they'll be worth a look, I think. Okay, where to next? Niners versus the Eagles. We like Philly. Talking about this earlier, I was really, really, well, we both were really impressed. Both sides of the ball, you know, great. Brandon Graham came off storming out the gates massive hit you know one of the early plays and they just kicked on from there really and it was yeah they were they were pulling Atlanta all over the place I've got so going into going into this one and just diving into it player player wise um, Nick Nick Bosa had a, a bit of a day that, but we've got to remember that the, the Niners played Detroit and it's completely different Goff hangs around in the pocket and he got he, he did get he did get it about a fair bit and pressured quite a few times which led to the Niners players scoring some decent points. Fred Warner scored consistently. Dre Greenlaw scored well, but doesn't really paint the full picture with Dre Greenlaw. I, I still wouldn't pick him up for me. He um, His tackles weren't really there. I don't even think he's... I'm not sure if he is the sort of like the second linebacker is what, you know, score uh, points-wise. I don't, I'm not I'm not really sure, but if it wasn't for his big play, then he wouldn't have had the points. Um, he wouldn't really be up. But defensively, I'm not sure on this game because I'm not sure if anyone is going to get a massive defensive score. It's, it's difficult with the four, 49ers front are excellent. However, Hertz was excellent. Um, he looks pretty elusive. So whether they can actually get to him or not, I'm not so sure. So I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be banking on sacks against anybody. If we could, if you could go elsewhere, then possibly do just on just on actually putting your money where your mouth is. It's difficult to call. But the Eagles, uh, Singleton, Eric Wilson. They were steady. They were scorers. Um, There's some decent DBs that scored well from the Eagles side of things. But again, it's it's an interesting one. The Niners, the Niners will run the ball quite a bit. Well, they'll do all sorts, you know, like they usually do. So again, it's it's just a difficult one to nail down where the points are going to come. Javon Hargrave had a had a monster day yesterday. I mean, what did he put yeah. up? 20, 28 and a half points. Tackles all over the place, two sacks. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's I, I reckon, would he go again? It's a, like you say, it's a different setup. You've got to look at, you know, I mean, the, the Falcons and the Niners are just two totally different propositions at the moment. But uh, so um, the Eagles just, yeah, real surprise package yesterday, just all round, as we said. So, uh, and it was, it was nice to see. Uh, it was refreshing. So, um, right. But we've, yeah, in terms of actually calling the game, I don't know. I think we're, we're both leaning towards Philly. I mean, if you, I think if you, if we'd had this conversation a week ago, you'd have gone, nah, Niners, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're, we're Philly just at home, we reckon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dope. So we're going now. This one's one of my of the week from it. After watching the uh, the Rams Bears game uh, late last night, the Rams defense is that it, they have just gone. They've gone off on one already. They're playing the Colts, and the Colts Wentz got sacked three times um, against the Seahawks. Bobby Wagner racks up a 
a shed load of points, 23 points he got in IDP plus, and he, he he made 13 tackles. So there's some serious points for the Rams to be had. The Rams D was exceptional as well. Now it's really quite interesting because linebacker wise, you got two guys. I mentioned Kenny Young earlier as one of those picks. He had five solo, five assisted, and a, a fumble recovery. Justin. Hollins, six solos, two sacks, and a fumble, and a forced fumble. Now these are great, uh, great, great points from linebackers, um, and they've kind of come out of nowhere. Who the we said about who the Rams linebackers were going to be, weren't quite sure who was going to actually lead, and there you go. So Justin Hollins, Kenny Young, they're two guys that you could be looking to pick up, and it could be a bloody big week for the Rams. It could be an Aaron Donald day as well. So sack wise, um, he's in play. Um, yeah. So for me, it's a it's a Rams it's a Rams win. Big deep uh, defensive points could be in store for them. Difficult to make a case for the Colts. I mean, I suppose. Uh, DeForest Butner had a good game. Yeah, but I expect, I mean, you've got to look at the fact that, I mean, defensive line of the Chicago Bears isn't bad at all. Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, players like that. And they really struggled to get anywhere near Stafford and Stafford had a game. Now, if he does that again, then the Colts, the Colts might get to him. Now, I mean, DeForest Butner is, a, is an awesome talent. So you just got to go off that. I mean, if you've got him, you've got to play him, haven't you, really? Um, but but it's not, again, it's one of those games where from the Rams side, Ooh, hello. Three sacks he got. Three three sacks he got against the Seahawks. Now, I don't really rate the pass rush on the Seahawks. Not it's it's good and it's varied, but I don't think it's right at the top of the game. Not against the Rams. The Rams I think the Rams are um mm. yeah, they could be in for a big day. So Rams all day long in that one then. Yeah. So next one, Raiders versus Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean <sighs> The Steelers. I mean, they already mentioned the Bills. I mean, they they would look they look comfortable. You know, going into the second quarter, they held. I think Steelers have been held to four punts, and then all of a sudden, there's a you know TJ Watkins storming in with his guaranteed eighty million now, and you know strip sack. You know, recovery by um, was it Cameron Hayward picked it up, and um, so and that seemed to sort of kickstart them really. And and it, yeah, I mean, it definitely looked like we're starting to see the return of the steel curtain. I mean. TJ Watt looks looks worth every penny yesterday. Um, you know, you can understand the, the, the one for me. I mean, I was I was talking to you about this before. I mean, I'm looking at Cameron Haywood, and I'm going through. I'm looking at the waiver wires, and I, I know we've covered the you know the, the, the sort of five to to pick earlier in the pod, but he's he's out there. Go, go get him. I know he's 32, but you know you yeah. get you get a season out of him. I mean, look at points yesterday. I mean, 27 points. You know, one sack, a couple of passes defended, false fumble, that fumble recovery off the, the TJ Watt strip. Mm. Minka Fitzpatrick had a good day, racking up 16 points. Yeah, you know, Devin Bush at linebacker, another 16 points, forced fumble. Um, Cameron Sutton at corner. Again, I found him on the waiver wire. Yeah, you know, 21 and a half points. You know, yeah, five solo tackles, two tackles for loss, two passes to defend. I mean, they just, you know, they they just, yeah, they it was almost like someone needed to light a, you know, set a bit of a fire under him and, and TJ Watt did it. And they didn't, um, it, it, w- it was a close game. I did feel a little bit sorry for the Bills because, um, you know, it, it did all come down to, as he, you know, as he said earlier, it's um, on another day, they, they win the game. But um, so, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen the Raiders yet, so we can't. Really, we're not really going to go into that. I mean, Big Ben looked a bit creaky early on, but he seemed to seem to settle, didn't he? So yeah. So I got I got got Steelers to win it, though. You know. So right, we're on to the Bengals versus the Bears. So the Bengals obviously they they won against um, a bang average Viking side for me. Um, I wasn't very impressed by uh, what we did um, offensively. So you know the the Bengals. Okay, they did rack up some points. They're they're defensive players. Yeah, Larry Ogunjobi, Von Bell, Logan Wilson—they all—they all scored quite well. Um, 
And that's not a surprise because they're playing the Vikings. For me, though, playing against the Bears is a little bit is going to be a little bit more structured from the Bears than um, than just sort of chucking it all over the place. And um, I just I just don't feel that the points are going to be there's not going to be as many available to the defensive player from the Bengals for next mm. for next week for week two. Um, yeah, so so, but but they're still there. So I mean, you, the Von Bell, Logan Wilson, all those kind of players are going to be really consistent anyway. So you got to sort of like um, play them now. Flipping it over to the Bears now. The Bears, obviously, we we mentioned that they we mentioned the Rams. The Rams look particularly good. Mm. Stafford was exceptional. I think it was the highest quarterback rating from uh, um, a, a, a game one debut ever, or something like that. I read today. Um, so he played exceptionally well, didn't really put a foot wrong. Now, Burrow got sacked three times. So the Bengals did, didn't did look particularly good. There wasn't that much protection there. Um, I feel that Akeem, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack are seriously in play this week. Um, I, I think there's a, there's a few sacks coming, um, a few more sacks coming for Joe Burrow. So I would be looking at the defensive line of the Bears. Um Obviously, um, what's his name? Roquan Smith. Steady linebacker. Every time I keep forgetting his name. Roquan Smith. Bloody hell. So yeah, Roquan Smith is steady Eddie um, on the tackle count. So he's always got to be started and he, sh- he should do well against them. And also the secondary is going to be in play because if that pressure is on Joe Burrow, um, he will be. He will. He will still be trying to wear it out there. So there could be a pick or two out there for the Bears. So the Bears' defense for this week, I, I think, are really yeah, in play. Yeah, What's I, your mean, thoughts, I, I think you copy and paste, um, paste all of that really. Um, although ironically, I'd, I'd probably take the Bengals to win the game, but that's um, you know, that's not. Um, I, I think they've got. They've got. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. So this is this is how you know, cockeyed this could be sometimes. So we like the Bears' defense all day long. But they're probably going to lose. Um, so, but that's <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. But that's where your points are coming from, <laughs> ladies and gents. So. Right there we go. So let's go. Let's go on. Where am I now? Not still got a couple of six pm games. Sunday six pm games. Let's go Texans versus the Browns. Now what? They, what's they going on here? Um, to be all over the show. The Texans. I mean, they're, they're all over Jackson. I mean, we actually, you know, I didn't. Sorry, some news has just come out. Oh, Raheem Mostert is out for eight weeks. Great, nothing changes. Anyway, um, yeah, Texans versus the Browns. So now the Browns, we got to go, got to go with. We know what happened on Sunday, um, and the Texans put a performance together, but the Jags were bloody awful. Um, the Browns weren't bloody awful. They nearly won that game against the Chiefs. I felt they were in control ninety percent of the game, but they just didn't get away. You know what it's like. You can't, you can't leave that. You know, you can't leave it close with Patrick Mahomes. And uh, you know, just can't. You know, he will, he will get his chance, and he took it like usual. Um, but the Browns played well defensively. They played played really well. Um, there was a lot of, there was quite a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes. I felt that also the the corners and safety. John Johnson seemed to make a big difference. I was really impressed by his performance. He definitely cut off a lot of channels um, for Patrick Mahomes. Um, and he struggled to find targets and points of the game where you, you, he usually always finds his man. And he definitely went through spells where uh, I felt the, the, the Browns secondary had him and they, they had it, they had it sorted. However, um, uh, you know, it's going to be a very different game. Um, but the Texans, it, it's still the same thing. I still think Ward, John Johnson are massively in play. There's going to be pressure on 
tie rod. So expect some sacks. Um, my pick is my pick is Miles Garrett to have a day. I expect that this is the day that Miles Garrett does well. Anthony Walker played very well as well. I've just got got to mention him. I thought he played really well at linebacker. So yeah, I, I fancy all of the Browns defensive players could be really in the play. It, it, it could could rack up some points. I mean, can we make a case for? Any, I mean, Christian Kirksey had a had a day uh, yesterday. So um, yes. and the Browns will yeah. will keep the ball on the deck. So um, you know he's he's gonna have looks exactly Kirksey. Cunningham, those guys, get them in, get them in, because again, the run game will be there. The secondary done really yeah. well as well. Texans, yeah. wise, you've got to mention them. Justin Reed, um, Hargreaves racked up some points. I know, again, it was a it was a crazy old crazy old game. When we talk about teams getting in front, that's what happened. It was not what we predicted. It was the other way round. The Texans got in front. The Jags had to throw, and you know there were some plays made by Justin Reed and um, Hargreaves, but you know they got got some big points. Uh, but they're good. They're good solid players anyway. Good solid secondary players, and I, I think I think they could score quite well this season all the way through it. So so I'm going, but I am going definitely Browns. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, on this it's one. a brown. It's a brown day. It's a very brown day. Um. So right on to the final six. PM kickoff. I uh, Saints versus Packers. Pats are not Packers. Panthers. That's it. Oh, they're not. Be- they're not stuffing them again this week, are they? <laughs> Packers. Packers don't want to see the Saints again for a while. We've been there, done that. Leave us alone. <laughs> right. So, okay. Do you want to? Do you want to cover off this one? Well, I mean, what do we? I suppose. It's, I mean, the Panthers. We, we sort of liked the Panthers coming into the season, didn't we? Mm. And yeah, okay, they beat the Jets. The Jets were a little disappointing. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, and, but, and you look at, okay, the, the Panthers won the game. We expect, we didn't expect it to be a blowout. Um, we said that last week. So, um, yeah. however, I mean, you look at the defensive stats against the Jets for the Panthers as a whole team. Six sacks, eight tip passes, one forced fumble and one pick from Shaq Thompson against a very transitional Jets team. And you think, and you're going against the Saints that have just, you know, dismantled and dismembered Green Bay. Um, Absolutely a, not setting the world alight on No. Um, so on the Panthers side of it, yes, we like this young defence. Um Okay, yeah, Chin's in play. You'd have to play him. Um, it'll definitely be in the sec- dropping into that secondary. I know we, you know, there was talk of him stepping up to LB, and we covered that ourselves. And but I didn't see any indication of that yesterday. He was he was deep all day long. I think looking for Wilson to air it out. So um, yeah, outside of that, I mean, you've, you've got to. I mean, we're picking picking Saints defensive players all day. I think, aren't we? Game is going to be um, any huge points coming from any particular place maybe I don't know what did you think of Sam Donald did you think did you feel like he knew what he was doing did you feel like he was fully in control I I personally areas of that game which looked like he was just like he was when he was in the Jets where he just yeah a little bit nervous um a little bit lost and I thought oh you don't really want I wouldn't do that against the Saints and then but then not if I were you you know you know I'd I think we'd all like to see our New York fans you know I think the the general consensus is we'd like to see Sam Darnold do well and he and he showed glimpses I mean you know he he had that one out to to, um Robbie Anderson which had me jumping up and down because he's he's in one of my um you know one of our home leagues um so (laughs) but yeah so again glimpses um is he going to look you know any more comfortable against that that new Orleans sort of defense um mm. i don't know i don't know good, he's i'm quite looking forward to that i think it's a good a good test for him mm. to see exactly where he is i mean the saints though winston you know james winston again we're still 
Look, it's a great game. Eat played really well against the Packers. Mind yeah. you, the Packers were out of the game, particularly very early. Rodgers looked completely out of sorts. Um, I just felt that, yeah, the, uh, the secondary at the Saints done really well on closing down players and generally not allowing like Devontae Adams to to really get too much space. In fact, they closed them down really quite well. Um, so, you know, that, that and quite quickly the game was over for the Packers. So it, was, it wasn't the hardest game that James Winston would have played, but he still had to play it and he did play it pretty well now however until we're getting into week four or five and he's still doing it the jury will always still be out because of previous the previous that he does have so you're still going to say secondary of the panthers is still in play yeah. because there could be that you know there could be this pick uh, coming um somebody like um jeremy chin's way so yeah you know you, you still got to do that i think i think everybody should carry on doing that until you know that you're happy they seem to have him on a bit of a leash mind murph mentioned it earlier in the podcast earlier and he he, he definitely that was a good he put that it did feel like there was a leash mm. that he felt like that somebody somebody's in winston's ear going that'll do son mm. don't go too mad but he did manage it well so yeah certainly not knocking him but the jury will still be out so yeah okay but i've got the saints to win yeah <clears throat> yeah definitely same for me yeah absolutely okay 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 so we're on to the 9 p.m kickoffs now so next one uh, the first one up for me it's got to be the easiest call of the week for me because it I is where you're going <laughs> they were all for the falcons they were really bad um uh, like we said we were impressed by philly but the falcons were oh, were really bad didn't they ever make it easier i mean the one thing we I mean, we've known for, I mean, the Falcons' main issue for which we've we've touched on in previous pods is, you know, they're, they're susceptible to the, the pass. So, you know, what did Hurts do? Well, he ran around, he, you know, he, had, he kept the ball on the ground, yeah. moved them all over the place. And then when they'd had a guts full of that, he starts airing it out. And they just looked like yeah. sorts. They looked. They looked awful. I think in in all things again. They did, but the Falcons. They can't. So say they can't run the ball, and they couldn't run the ball again. I mean, the pass rush done particularly well, but I think. Um, the run defense from the from the Philly was excellent. Again, they stifled them. They made them just make mistake after mistake. But the Falcons just and after a game like that, the last place you want to go is the Bucks. And oh my gosh, yeah, start all Bucks defensive players. You got it. You got it. I mean, from the Falcon side, Olukun and Dion Jones. Dion Jones racked some points up. Yeah, which I expect him to do again because I expect the Bucks. But the only thing you've got to be careful of with the Bucks is what what happened to, against Dallas they did ditch the run game quite a bit um and do you know what they can do as well they can they can do what they want if they want to ditch the run game against the Falcons they will win if they don't want to ditch the run game they will still win so it's a question of a by sorry Falcons fans but fucking hell that was yeah that was hard it's hard to watch and this is hard to talk about that you'll go in there next yeah so uh but yeah well that was um so so, so we're all in on the Falcons win then yeah 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 I've done, I'm I'm gonna get on skybet right now <laughs> right quality right let's go on to the next one uh let's go titan seahawks do you want to do this one Brem? yeah well um i mean seahawks well i mean the, the d-line dominated yesterday against the colts um the edge rushers had a field day i mean green taylor uh benson all had sacks um you know, you know, Kenny Hyder and, and sort of Carlos Dunlap looks, you know, right, they didn't score fantastically well, but um, it was, um, yeah, it was just, uh, and the, what they did was, well, again, we t- I mean, talk about the Falcons making it easy for Philly. My God, Carson Wentz. I mean, 
you know, he, early on in the game, he showed some nifty footwork and you look at him and go, yeah, he's obviously fit, but he still wants half an hour in the pocket to make a, you know, to, to release. And it's just, you know, against the D-line, like, see, they just ain't going to give you that time. So, yeah, I mean, Titans, I don't know. Um, I mean, they looked, well, poor, really. I mean, I mean, what I liked about... Um, what the Seahawks did yesterday was they got in Wentz's face. And I think based on what we saw from the Titans yesterday, um, you know, Henry was shut down early in that game. And Tannehill looked, I think the Titans going forward offensively, they just, they looked out of ideas quite early on. And if they show any of that to that Seahawks D-line, then they'll be all over it. So, um, yeah, I I think um, I'm I'm struggling to make a case for anyone on the the Titans. I think, you know, all the D-lines in play again. Um, So, you know, Rasheen Green, uh, Daryl Taylor, Bentamayoa. Yeah, I I can see sort of more of the same from the Seahawks this week. Um, I mean, can you make a case for anyone on the Titans side of things from the actual game itself thought Harold Landry played quite well it's it's an in- interesting when the Seahawks were very dominant um, in their game I mean Jeff, Jeffrey I mean if Jeffrey Simmons had a decent game to be fair yes he um, did yeah so and again so you could make a you know you could argue that, that yeah that Seattle will will run the ball with Carson and, and things like that so um, I suppose you could make a case for the likes of Simmons possibly I mean you know decent points yesterday he did you know did get a sack a few decent tackles in there so um, but outside of that, not too sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to go on to the Titans because there's nobody there that really, yeah, and doesn't anybody that really um, impressed me and to, to really stands out at this moment in time. Um, and against the Seahawks, when you talk about them, what are they going to do? Are they going to they're going to run the ball into the ground, but they're also going to air it out. But I just I expect the Seahawks to be too strong for them. Yeah, so I've got a Seahawks win, but it could be a high scoring affair that that could actually lend us um, some information to give us some 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 real decent points the titans were bloody awful mind mm. they just got well i say they were awful that's a bit harsh i thought arizona were exceptionally good at stopping derrick henry and that just 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 at that point then they were really forced and i don't know how fit those wide receivers really were yeah i mean they, um, they did a they did bit in, a number on uh, the new boy julio didn't they um they just they yeah. just shut him down early and and they became and you yeah you're right I'm maybe we're being a bit harsh on Tennessee but you know they, they stopped Henry they mm. had Julio Jones covered you know six ways from Sunday and they just made Tennessee play you know just look very one-dimensional um because they just yeah. didn't give them options and obviously he got absolutely got sacked so many times that you know you're gonna just talk about the Seahawks in this one because you've got to go with what you know and what you know was that the Titans were not good and he got sacked a hell of a lot of times um Tannehill he had an awful week fantasy wise so for me yeah it's it's all about the Seahawks you got to play you got to look at playing the pass rushers got to be looking at playing Jamal Adams who didn't score particularly well this week but no. but he's still done enough in the game to cause enough havoc what I what I witnessed yeah it, it just it's for me the points are on the Seahawks side but let's wait and see if we can get a few Titans players really making some plays to um to get them get them back in the game yeah, I fancy Bobby Wagner to have a have another big day like he did yesterday as well so yeah uh, especially if they're gonna you know gonna be riding the Henry train while well, he'll be he'll be trying to stop that all game so um yeah he'll be racking up the points I expect. Yeah. okay see Seahawks all day okay uh what we've got two, two sure. more of the later games left yeah what a big uh, one one that I've been looking forward to sort of like covering off because it was big questions before um before the season started so it's the Cowboys Chargers game I want to talk about oh, but it's mainly the, to do the with the linebacker rotation 
Yeah, the Cowboys linebackers. Wow, we got we got the information that we wanted yeah. um, from the game. So snap wise, I, I didn't actually get the information I wanted because at the moment, I I don't think anyone is taking Jalen Smith off my hands. Um, because he's going to be third, arguably fourth choice linebacker based on what I'm reading. Um, yeah, well, here's the snap count. So Mika Parsons, 51 snaps. Mm. Keanu Neal, 50 snaps. And then it went down to Jalen Smith, 15. Leighton Van Der Esch, 13. Mm. So they're now like situational sort of linebackers. So they're going to get brought on for special packages, really. Yeah. But the majority of normal setups you're going to see Parsons and Neil on that pitch. Yeah, I mean, they've got Parsons for the, the all-round work, haven't they? I mean, and Keanu Neil is yeah. there for the pass side of things, isn't he? So but it's 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 really, from that point of view, I mean, there was a lot of Keanu Neil, a lot of shares Keanu Neil still out there. I've seen him on waiver wires. But if people who are not listening to these kind of podcasts and not doing the research, Keanu Neal may be a little cheeky trade for, for quite a few people this week. Get in there early doors because also don't forget Keanu Neal can play at DB. Now, depending on your league setup, if your scoring is, is if you're playing IDP+, plus, then it doesn't really matter because your DBs will, if they play well, and they will score well. Um if they, you know, if they get past defended, they will get they will get rewarded for it. But if you are in a tackle heavy league and you've got to play a DB and you're not getting things like intercept, not getting many points for big plays, then you are looking at tackle counts. And if they are playing, um, which they completely are now, we all know they're playing him at linebacker. Then you could you can sneakily put in Keanu Neal. I've got him playing. I've got him playing in DB quite a few places. You know, he's taken up my DBs, one of my DB slots as a linebacker. And he's not only a linebacker, he's, he's one of the lead linebackers now. So there you go. The definite must add and start is Keanu Neal moving forward. Um, going into the game against the Chargers, an interesting one because the Chargers were very good. Um, I thought that was a great win. Yeah, against a, a, a good defense. I didn't have him. I didn't have him down to. I know, obviously, it was marred slightly by the injury to um, Fitzmagic, and it definitely did slightly change it. Heineke came in and played quite well, though. It, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But, but going forward for this game, uh, I think it's going to be more of the kind of same from the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to still mix it right up. I think, you know, Dak seems to be throwing like crazy. Um, he's on a, you know, looking at breaking records for how many, how many times they throw the ball. And it brings in your Derwin James. I mean, Derwin James looked good. Um, the secondary of the Chargers look particularly good, and I, I think I think it's going to be. I think there's some chances there for some big points coming off the Chargers secondary. Mm. The Cowboys against the Chargers, yeah, Herbert didn't look particularly good for me. He looked okay, not particularly good. He's definitely involved in one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen. That hit from Montez Sweat, and I was like, I mean, it'd be a long time before we see that called as a that sort of forced fumble again. But geez. very strange. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a strange it was a strange old game. Even though they played quite well, there was a few points in the game which yeah you probably won't see again. And um, well, hopefully, no, hopefully not from the Chargers. Point no, of I mean I think one thing one thing that was in evidence yesterday was I mean the likes of Joey Bosa were did they were able to exploit those rookie Washington tackles 
um, and yeah, still were. get through because you know they did look a bit well like rookie tackles. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah Joe, I mean, what did Joey? Joey got Joey got yeah. he got a sack and a forced fumble week one. So I mean, that's a great start from Joey Bosa. Some decent points. What have I got here? I've got Kenneth Murray racked up sixteen points in IDB plus. Yeah. He he looks he looks solid. I think yeah, they're they're both they're both must starts. Yeah. You and James did all right not, at DB. Yeah, so yeah, there's, there's I some value there. I don't. I'm not sure on the secondary of um, Dallas. I think there's still some work to be done on there because I think Donovan Wilson is is well, for me he's their best safety. And however, they they seem to really mix it up between um, packages and and who they had where. Um, is it Jason Curse? Uh, another guy as well. Where they where they the count was a, a real mix. Yeah, well, Trevon Diggs got in in the act, didn't he? So um, yeah. Diggs at corner. I think Diggs at corner could have a bit of a season. Mm. Well, he had a he had a pick, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He he played really well. Well, and yeah, you know, he might be he might be one to consider because you you're gonna get you're gonna get people come up come out not come out of nowhere because we all know him we all know him but we don't know him as a very um, consistent corner mm. however that could change I was really quite impressed by him so okay so that is that's it for those so what what have you got as what have you got in this game because I think it's an it's going to be a real good co- this is one I would not bet on no if I was putting money on um if you charges look good cables look good I don't know very good if you twisted my arm I'd probably say the cowboys I know they're on the road yeah. but Dak looks Dak <laughs> he, he looked like he, you know he hadn't been away so um which is what yeah. we were hoping for really after such a you know an horrific injury so um, yeah I, I, I'm going to take take a punt on Dallas in this one yeah same here I'm going Dallas I, I was quite impressed by, by by Dallas Um, I know they lost to the Bucks but god it was close right okay. so we've got the final we've got the final late afternoon Sunday game Um, well we were talking about things not getting any easier for the Falcons uh, and I'm afraid we've got to look at your uh, your Vikings going to Arizona mate so going to Arizona well I, I mean I'm glad we've left this one till till towards the end because one of the things we had we had a really good chat about this um, a short while ago on one of the other pods um, when we were covering off their division and um, we were quite and yes they are in a tough division but we were quite enthusiastic about the Cardinals but we kept coming back to this if it clicks, if they can make it work, well, Jesus, did they? Didn't they have to make it work yesterday? I mean, where do you start? It was just insane. I mean, Chandler Jones, you know, Simmons, JJ Watt. I mean, it was just. I mean, Chandler Jones had three sacks before halftime. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, <laughs> go on, t- tell everyone what did he score? He scored. Well, he scored sixty-two points. Some odd points, yeah. and and. Um, in IDP plus, which is which is crazy, and you know, it made me. It, when people do this, especially week one, it's not great for the commish. The person that's put this scoring together to to have a week one like that that makes you, the questions you question everything. Trust me. But uh, just to go through what he scored, let's just go. Let me just so Chandler Chandler Jones scored sixty two points. And the points breakdown is based on him having six solo tackles, four tackles for a loss, five sacks, includes six hits on QB, just only single points in there, and, and two forced fumbles. I mean, that's an incredible game. That's an incredible day. The five sacks, I mean, you don't score... Yeah, five sacks. I mean, that's in ten games. That's fifty sacks. Nobody does. Nobody does that. You know, nowhere near it. So I mean, it is an absolute freak of a game to the level of like you could probably compare it. Um, compare it if it was like Kamara when he went off 
um, against the Vikings last season, right at the end of the season, where he had a, a 55-point game um, or, or whatever. This is the same kind of thing from a linebacker. This is this is absolutely off the scale. The, the, the person closest to him was 25 points less than him. So you you just to talk about where the scoring is, and that was Shaq Thompson, who had a hell of a day as well. He had a hell of a day. And then he, I think he was like nine points in front of the, the person below him. So usually the maximum is around the 30-point mark, which is very similar to the offensive players as well, you know, especially running backs and, and stuff like that. So, so yeah, that, that's the kind of thing. It was a freak. But what a freak and what a performance. And you know what? Oh, God, he's playing bloody Kirk Cousins next week. Uh, I mean, God. Check, check down Kurt. Kirk. <laughs> I say it's a freak. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets a few more. It would not surprise me if he gets a few more. <laughs> they, they, they were they were at that pass rush was exceptional well not only the pass rush the you know the run defense was Derek Henry couldn't get anything JJ Watt was off the blocks yeah he was extremely focused on stopping the big man and um they seemed to close it down really well I loved it how they the edge rushers suddenly become outside interior line linemen very quickly you know what I mean they saw yeah. that ball come and they just compacted well, like well, an absolute I mean, I mean what got to Henry early and then on the odd occasion he broke through who steps in Isaiah Simmons you know got to him and I mean stop you know he had a great stop on the goal line I think um, so yeah and but shall I shall I, I will talk about the kind of I mean I was all in on Chandler Jones I spoke about him early on so I mean I'm not gonna you know blow me on about it because you know he's had uh, or one game but he does he does look good JJ Watt the other side you can see it however the one bit that we did get all wrong Zavin Collins mm. um, the rookie who we thought was going to be the, the, the guy he's certainly going to be involved but he isn't the guy Jordan Hicks um, was by was the highest snap count Jordan Hicks was the guy mm. so the lead but linebacker is Jordan Hicks and Isaiah Simmons yeah so there's still some work to do on what they're actually going to fully look like week in week out and you're going to see a need to see a few games to that to guarantee the consistency and not just say that that was a, a, a weird week because Big Derek was playing mm. because that it does affect it it does affect teams defensive setups when Derek Henry is in town because he is a freak and you often have to double up on him. So it does slightly change. So I'm not too, um, I'm not going to look too much into the snap count on the linebackers at the moment. I know people keep banging it on Twitter, yeah. which is great. You've got just, to do it, one, but don't believe it. And it's Derek Henry week one, and they bloody done a great job on him. So, you know, but it's not every week you're going to be playing that. You could be playing, no. I mean, who, you know, when you look at what they're going to be doing this week, Dalvin Cook is a very different prospect, you know, so you don't want to be, you don't want to be too tight against somebody like Dalvin Cook because, because you know he can he can jet the other way and he he, he can be all over the place. So so you're not going to be you're not going to have that tight front like they did. They won't set up this exactly the same way. However, it was still very impressive the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, and I was just I was flicking through the waiver wire again earlier today, and Byron Murphy, you know, yep. had a good. Yeah, decent game. Mate, you can't go much wrong. You can't go much wrong on the on that secondary. When no. you're getting as much pressure that they're going to put on quarterbacks, especially you've got Kirk Cousins coming up this week. If I didn't, honestly, I would not be doing my job if I didn't say that all all defensive players again that are going to be. So have a look at the snap count. Like I said, the ones that are definitely going to be on the pitch. 
But the guys that are going to be on there are seriously in play for big plays because if they get pressure on Kirk, Kirk throws some right old wobblers. As a Minnesota fan, I know he does. And it's just like, you know, he's not the best. He, you know, he does that. He does that, runs out the pocket. People like Isaiah Simmons and that are going to be all over him, I would think. I, I don't think it's going to be a great week for um, for that side of the game. However, I think we might win this game. I do think this I'm more I'm more confident with winning this game than I was actually against Burrow week one because I don't think offensively I still I don't think Arizona are all that I mean they had a good week against the Titans but the Titans couldn't do anything against them I I think the Vikings will be able to do stuff against them I do I do think they would uh, will be able to I think the Vikings will be able to do stuff against everybody because I think they've got Dylan Jefferson all these kind of players and Dalvin Cook, players that can really make a difference when I'm not sure what the Titans had. I think they had two banged up wide receivers. They still done okay. But but yeah, without the run game, they really completely lost identity. I felt I felt the Titans were were, were quite awful and, and and you know disappeared out of the game pretty quickly. So so, you, so yeah, it won't be like that. So you're taking the Vikings then? I'm gonna go Vikings, yeah. I'm gonna go Vikings in this one. And you know what I'm like. I don't I often don't do this. So yeah, I fancy us to bounce back. <laughs> You heard it here first. What about you? Um, uh, <laughs> home field. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Arizona. Yeah. So um, I think, uh, like you said, I mean, later on in the game, the Titans had given up. Kyler Murray was allowed to do what he wanted, really. Yeah, you know, yeah. run around, sling it around, trick play. So yeah, but yeah, I think I think the Cardinals at home. So that's, that's so. Who we got? Chiefs Ravens is the late game. Yeah. Go on then, far away with this one. We, well, we only know, we know nothing about the Ravens yet because we haven't seen them play. They're playing tonight because it's Monday. Um, so we, we kind of have to have to swerve the... Um, well, yeah, um, I mean, as you say, the, the Chiefs, they won, but on, a, on another day... Yeah, who knows? I mean, like you say, Cleveland could have had that game, but not everyone has a Patrick Mahomes. Um, so it's it's one of those we think. So, um, I mean, just looking at the defensive side of it, well, I mean, Chris Jones had a day, didn't he? Yeah, 20, 24 and a half points. Yeah, two sacks. My boy Nick Bolton, he got in the he got in the mix. He's he's, he's good for more against the Ravens. Put him in. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Having not, it's a, it's a difficult one to call because we've not, you know, because we haven't seen the Ravens play. I mean, we, we would expect them to come out. Mind you, I mean, they, they're banged up at the moment. The Ravens, yeah. you know, they've got they've got problems. That um, I mean, a couple of days ago, they're, they're bringing in what Latavius Murray to, to cover at running back. They've lost. I mean, they lost a run, another running back and a, a cornerback, having already lost sort of J.K. Dobbins. So, is that going to yeah. put? I mean, would you expect Jackson to come out and you know run it consistently, or are they going to have to go to the air? I mean, I don't know. It's um, so I mean, you... I think I think Jack, I think I think it's all Lamar would just run the ball more. Mm. Personally, I just think I just think he kind of. So I mean, you so you I mean, you can make a case for I mean, pretty much all of that Kansas defense could be in play then. So you know, if Jackson's going to run the ball. It's, an, it's a tough one against the Chiefs, though, isn't it? It's a, it's an interesting game. I think the Ravens are one of those teams that do change the way they play when they played the Chiefs in the past. They've always going to have to with the number of injuries they've got. Yeah, and that that's it. It's a bit of a nightmare. It's a nightmare matchup for them, really. It'd be interesting to see how they get on tonight against the Raiders, and then you know we can kind of we can kind of understand a little bit. However, they will change their game against the Chiefs. They always do, and not usually for the best. Sometimes in the past, I've always thought to myself, if Ravens just stick to what they do, they would have they would have they would have won, and they would have got they would have got where they 
they need to. I, I think the problem is, as you touched on before, I mean, you can be a, a very good team, but you, you, you're you in danger of overthinking it because you think, shit, if we don't have, you know, a, a good two score lead getting towards the end of this game, we know what's going to happen. Mahomes is going to do exactly what he did yesterday and some of those sort of sidearm passes. And that was, as you said, rightly so, you know, with the Browns really, you know, good coverage, good, you know, good pass rush, putting pressure on him, but he still does it. It's just, yeah. yeah. But it, it brings all the normal players back into play because again and, and, and with Patrick Mahomes he done it he done it last night as well where he doesn't seem to care who he's covering who you know what I mean he, he's still going to go to Tyree Kill he's still going to go to Travis Kelsey he's still going to throw to those players so you know that the people that are going to be marking him are the best defensive players the Ravens have got so you expect you know Patrick Crean will be in play uh, Marlon, Marlon Humphrey will definitely be in play because he you know he's going to be where they want where they need him to be so and he's going to be talking he's still going to be targeted by Patrick Mahomes so it, it, it yeah the tackle count's going to be there whether there's any picks for either of these teams don't really know um sack wise very both very difficult to sack maybe maybe a sack maybe a sack or two from from the Ravens because Patrick does hold the ball now and again he doesn't sometimes he doesn't seem to mind a sack now and again he doesn't you know it doesn't phase him he just just uh he loses a bit of yardage and then next play throws a 70 yard bomb down the field and you go well oh. That worked well, um, but anyway, yeah. So that that that's it. Not really going to go over. No, that no, way. No. So what's our, the final game to? Uh, the Monday night game is uh, the. We'll be we'll be back. We'll be recording. Yeah. Again before this one goes out. However, it's funny to talk about it because it's an absolute shit show from week one, isn't it? Really. I mean, the Lions actually looked all right, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. Fits and starts. It's still quite. It's just quite funny. I just think the. I mean, we are. You said it earlier. The Vikings are top of. The NFC North. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Storming it. Because everyone lost. <laughs> Absolutely fine. I mean, brilliant. <laughs> Come on, the North. What, a, you know, what an absolute... I'm kind of looking forward to seeing this game because it's going to actually give us some idea of where these teams actually are. Because I don't think from the Lions sort of... Uh, I thought they were better than we expected on Sunday. However, <laughs> they still weren't even... They still weren't really in the game. San Francisco mucked around with things as well. They weren't settled. I mean, we saw Trey Lance come in early doors and then Jimmy G was back in the game. Yeah. Jimmy G actually threw quite quite well, but most of it got injured. You know what I mean? It could have been, for me, it still could have been that San Francisco, if it... it if they were, if that was week three or four, and San Francisco was settled and they didn't have the injury to running back, things like that, and it was a bit more settled, I think that would have been game over early doors. Lions would have been out of the picture quite early. Yeah, on. I mean, I, I, um, I'm I'm struggling to make a case for. I mean, the the Packers just will not be that bad again this week. They can't. Um, so, and you know, you'd... which means it could be the Saints, though. It could be the fact that you know that, that if the Saints do it again this week, um, well, then we're going to have to start really talking up the Saints D because yeah, it's it's a it's a weird one because they were one of those teams. I looked at it when there was all the talk about who's going to be under center, and there just seemed to be a, an air of sort of a lot of indecision at New Orleans, and then you have the you know he's throwing the the external factors, the hurricane, the disruption. You think you know this season could go, you know they they could mm. go on and, and and sort of play well, but they could be a real car crash of a team this year. So you just didn't know, but they're not, not, not based on yesterday's showing. This is it though with the Saints. I mean, I'm quick to jump on them as well as in like, cause I don't like the way they go about stuff. It's just a thing for me. And I think that's a lot with a lot of other people as well, where they, 
you know, you don't that we've said about their age and team and some of their core players and some of the decisions that they make. However, they're still the Saints. They're still going to be in your face. They're still going to be a bloody nasty defense. They're still the O line shit hot. You know, you look at it and you go, your Saints are still the Saints. So just be careful about putting them down or saying that they're not going to do well because they probably will and they looked good. And I wouldn't be surprised if they are actually there or thereabouts this year. But there we go. After watching week one, I went, oh, here we go. Nothing's changed. There we are. Yeah, so, I mean, just, I mean, looking at, you know, some of the defensive players for Detroit yesterday, and like you say, they were, again, they're one of those teams I thought, oh, God, you know, this could be, this could be awful, you know, with, yeah. with yeah. sort of Goff, who you know, I, I still feel that, you know, was a, a mediocre quarterback in a in a good team and, and now sort of a mediocre quarterback going to a, what I viewed as a mediocre team. But, they, yeah, you're right. They weren't that bad. I mean, Swift ripped, ripped off some, I mean, he, he tore a hole in, in the Niners, you know, on, on at least one occasion. Jamie Collins, sort of linebacker, had a decent. Trey Flowers, you know, managed to punch the ball out. But... He's like, like offensively, I think Swift is a must start this week. Packers still struggle on the run game. I think Kamara done quite well against them again. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Swift is an absolute nailed on start for this this week yeah. going forward. I mean, the, the only other one, I, I, yeah, I mean, the only other one I'd look at and, and looking at who they're going up against, and yeah, Rogers is going to throw the ball. We all know that. You know, it, it is in the backfield um, for the Lions because I mean, you know, Tracy Walker had a, had an excellent game. Uh, you know, managed to sack. You know. Stuck, you know, stuck in a lot of tackles. So I think if that's about the only value I I can really justify. And DB DBs wise as well. I mean, the Lions again. You you still got to say like Zadarius Smith and players like that. I mean, he didn't look fit. Um, but you still got to say that there's going to be the odd sack in there or that that that's in play. However, DBs as well. Packers also. Adrian Amos play well. Um, because the Packers actually defensively were actually points wise were actually not too bad. Chris Barnes was interested in it linebacker somebody that I'm really quite high on he he seemed to do all right he's kind of arrow up I would I would say Chris Barnes is a sneaky little pickup at the moment for people I, I expect him to actually rack up some numbers this week but, um, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait and see on these two teams because they both had not great start um, and the games got away from both sides at points of the game you know so there's not a consistent well it could be for the Lions because they could be behind every bloody week but I don't know I don't know. I just don't. I think, you know, consistently when you're predicting and when you're saying who you think to do well, both of these teams had such, um, had quite big defeats. So it's it's difficult to to summarise yeah. it, if you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, just purely on paper, I mean, you'd pick Green Bay, wouldn't you? Home field. So, but yeah, okay. Well, uh, be interesting to see how that uh, Monday night game goes. So... That's, that's that's week that's, two. That's the week two roundup, yeah. So we're just going to touch on just quickly on the IDP plus leagues. It's been a great, it's been a, it's been a really good start. I think everyone seems to be enjoying it and um, seeing the scoring and the games seem reasonably tight as well at this point in time. Um, there is some decent scorers, some big scorers. Uh, I've done all right in the Ray Lewis league, so I'm one of the top scorers going to be yeah, in that I, I division. I know also. you're going to start there. Why can't we start with the Lawrence Taylor? Forward. I'm, I'm going to ignore that that one at the moment. So um, yeah, Mason's Mason's also got a, got a decent score in that. So is Chicky. Chicky Tom Chick. He's up. He's going to score quite highly. Um, yeah, that's about it. Everywhere, but but yeah, but there's some quite close matches in that one. So that one's quite good. So I'll flip it over to the Lawrence Taylor league and me versus Bren week one. Bren's got it in the bag. So you got? You just got to finish. Two percent. I got two percent. One percent now. Thanks, Sleeper. Have you got? The- 
Who have I got left? Oh, I got oh, I got Josh Jacobs left to go. So just just to go completely off, got nothing to do with IDP or anything. But oh my god, what the hell was going on with Sleeper last night? Halfway through, it, I, I mean, I'm not. I don't. I try not to look at my points and stuff. But there was one point of the night. I don't know what time it was when it, it all went do lally. Absolutely crazy. Like they kept changing the scores, kept going up and down in the percentage bar. Was just going from right to left, all over the place. It was, it was. No, I, 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 I missed that because I was, I was sitting here diligently, sort of making notes, like, like a, like the good little co-host I am. Fair play, fair play to you. That's that's it. That's commitment for you. So in the Lawrence Taylor League, um, yeah, Bren, you scored well, but uh, Mike so, Mike Sowell's done really well. Um, he scored highly. So he's going to looks like he's going to win his game. Dan H has had a bit of a blinder. Yeah. He did have Chandler Rich, Jones, two hundred eighty points. Yeah, Rich Rich Cooling's done well as well for first game. There you go. Not just a dynasty, a dynasty boy. He knows what he's doing. IDP well. Yeah, he's he's doing well. Yeah, so he's going to win his game as well. But yeah, it's a good start to the IDP leagues in that one. Um, the other leagues, yeah, they're they're the, they're pretty much the same. Everyone some real tight scores and some good scores. But yeah, I'm afraid if you if you had Chandler Jones this week, IDP wise, um, yeah, you've 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 had you've had an absolute blinder. <laughs> so yeah, but guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. We've had some great numbers and some great feedback coming from um, from Murph and the guys. So so yeah, um, it's been it's been great. The whole five five yard rush team are working their ass off, getting as much content out as possible. And we thank everybody for their continued support through all of this. And um, yeah, we will we will see you again. Um, enjoy week two, and we will see you again for week three. Over and out. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. 